Okay, guys, special announcement. Guess what? We're having our first live show in Brooklyn. What? what? on May 22nd for the premiere of our of the new Twin Peaks relaunch for on Showtime. Uh, we're going to be recapping it live as we do. Uh, we'll be at Three's Brewing, which is this awesome brewery restaurant area uh, in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Um, there's limited seating for the event, so make sure you RSVP and let us know you're coming. We're screening the episode at 6.30, so if you can't watch it on Showtime, you can show up early and watch it with us. Uh, and the live show and recording starts at 8.30. Well, we'll be drinking. And I think you guys should come and join us and watch us do all the juicy stuff we do behind the scenes in front of you in live <laughs> in live action form. In addition to drinking, we'll probably be dressed as Twin Peaks characters. Mm-hmm. We'll be taking some photos, passing out swag. Yeah, and if you need to catch up on your Twin Peaks, you can always just listen to our There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks, and you'll hear all of the details. Yeah, you won't uh, And just look us up on Facebook. All the info and the event invite will be there. Love you guys. Thank you. We hope to see you there. Pie up your lives. (gasps) Laura's dead. (laughs) Diane, I am holding in my hand a small box of chocolate buns. I'm going to do the intro and you cannot stop me. Oh, shit. Yeah. You wrote this wig? Even with that wig on, you cannot stop me from doing this intro, okay? Because this is There Will Be Drinking, the pop culture podcast with a drinking problem. I'm Kate Tastic, and I'm here with... <laughs> what is that? Mur- that's supposed to be murder, by the way. That's murder. What did, what did That's you, me. Hey, guys. What did you bring to me? Did you bring out your soundboard that announces your name wherever you go? <laughs> Explain what it is. It is a rat board. Oh, like a soundboard? Yes. But you can... Of, okay. of your favorite rapper's slogans. Like, just their catchphrases. And, what other catchphrases are there? Um, All this out. Who is that? Is that Drake? Who? This is where we watch movies or TV or whatever makes sense at the time. And then we make cocktails based on what we watched. And then we play a drinking game we invented to go along with whatever the fuck we just watched. I think we nailed it this week. Yeah, I think we really... Also, we usually have a guest. And this week we decided to do a full Kate and Murda time because... You guys love us so much. And that's how Twin Peaks is. Um, so since... But in lieu of not having a guest, because we've had one for so many weeks now. Because uh, we started out just the two of us. And now we've had a guest. So like for, for what, like three or four months or something. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we're funnier with or without somebody. But you, you it's think, a good. It's, you think it's a we're good funnier without someone? Go I ahead do. and admit it. I do. Guests, we love you. We love all of you. I love having you on. I love, I love having someone there to help me make fun of Meredith. And particularly today, I wish we had a guest because you are wearing your Dale Cooper wig in honor I'm of watching it off. Firewalk with me, and you look amazing. And you won't take it off, which I gotta say, I love the commitment. I love that about you. I, I you like, commit. I look 
So uh, if all of you have not watched it, you should go ahead and watch our Facebook Live video where we make the cocktail for this week. <laughs> you can barely pay attention to what you're doing because you're so fascinated with that wig on. You're you just like, you're talking, you're talking and you're like, I'm going to put the mezcal in the, oh, <laughs> who's that over there? Oh, it's me. <laughs> like trying like okay what do you put it next and you're like what where am i i can only see that beautiful creature in front of me <laughs> anyway everybody should watch it because it's pretty great but we decided in lieu of having a guest <laughs> we're just gonna catch up on what we've been up to because we've been up to a lot and you guys are probably wondering you guys are like well what are they doing i think it has i feel you know, it's actually like been a really long time since we've recorded it feels like since we've recorded it all or since we recorded just the two of us we're, we're, in well, a non-twin it's peaks been, capacity in a twin peaks capacity it's been a long time since we've talked about twin peaks specifically fair because we finished so, season two a while riding ago. high on this fucking movie man it mm-hmm. felt real good to be hanging out in twin peaks in the twin peaks world yeah in the tp world even though it was severely disturbing this yeah, movie? it was not as fun as the TV show. It was show. severely disturbing, but I, I didn't dislike it. Fucking loved it. You just loved because it. I was so happy to be there. I, I like, think that's the rating. I think you loved it, and I didn't dislike it. I think that's our ratings on this. Yes, that's so. about right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's obviously stuff that it's a long fucking movie. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some stuff you could take out, and there's a whole extra hour, but. Yeah, to be fair, I mean... Wait, there's a whole extra hour of this movie that we haven't watched? Yes. Well, there's a whole extra hour of deleted scenes. Oh. That there is a... I think I would have liked to see those, as long as they're not... And a splice together... That someone has put together something called The Missing Pieces, which they splice together the deleted scenes with the actual movie. Oh. So you get the whole movie. Why didn't we watch that? Uh... Because it's an extra it's not hour on Amazon. Yeah, it wasn't available on Showtime, and it's a whole extra hour. Okay, all right, that's fair. I mean, and I feel we, like we should be doing what's what's I'm accessible. Squeeze, to I'm the squeezing world. in a movie, you know, on the subway in yeah, my yeah, life yeah. right you're now. Like, your soup's busy. <laughs> well, then let's segue into <laughs> Meredith. What, what's been going on in your life? Well, we've been kicking ass and taking names and trying to be podcast K-A-T-M. goddesses. Katm. <laughs> kicking ass, taking names. Um. So that's been a lot of our our time. Uh, please come to our live show in Brooklyn if you guys haven't yeah, heard yeah, us yeah, ask yeah, you to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. already. We have sold out tickets, but we're neurotic about whether or not people are going to show up. We are, are really nervous that no one's showing up, but I think people I think will show up. Day. I if no one shows up, I'm going to get hammered. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Good rule. What's Drinking the- game. If no one shows up, Caitlin's getting obliterated. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you guys shouldn't show up just so that I get drunk, okay? That's not cool. I'll get drunk if you show up, too. I think same. Same. I would get obliterated cool, cool, cool. if no one shows up. Please show up, guys. You don't want to see us like that. Um, besides that, I have been going to school. Yeah, you're you're getting your fucking working girl Melanie Griffith shit on right now. I oh, that's a great way to put it. I do, especially with this wig on. <laughs> you Dale Cooper wig. Honestly, at this point, it looks like your hair. I keep looking over and I'm like, man, your hair looks great. What have you? D- it's so thick. <laughs> I can't. It's the best hair. I do have to say, 
because normally we like we'll do a beginning and then we'll have a drinking game that we play while we're talking about the movie but we're playing a drinking game right now (laughs) it's called the wig game guys we're gonna play it throughout the episode essentially as long as Meredith keeps her wig on at the end of the episode I have to drink my entire drink but the minute she decides to take it off before the episode's over she got to drink her whole drink. Yeah. And that thing okay. looks itchy as fuck. I'm getting it. It's getting itchy, but I'm but settling also, into it. It also looks really good on you. So I think it's a game of like your pain tolerance versus your vanity. Do you think I'm definitely vain enough? <laughs> I think so too. Don't. I think that thing's not, not even coming off before you go to bed. I'm going to wake up and be like, with bed head, I look great in this way. Well, to be fair, when I was upstairs making the drink cleaning up, you came downstairs to get set up to record this lovely podcast, and I came down with the wig still on. You're like, is that your hair now? Forever. You're a brunette. How's it feel? It feels wonderful. Cool. It feels, oh, it's a whole new me. Cool. A whole new chapter of my life. <laughs> So that's Meredith's update on what she's been up to. She found the wig of her heart. She found her heart wig. <laughs> and it's made her so happy. Some people some people wait around for a person to make them happy to build their family together. Some people go after their career. Meredith found her wig. <laughs> oh. I definitely think regardless if I had a sad day, if I put this on it would <laughs> Come home, you're crying. Love hurts. Love stings. Love whatever. And then you put the wig on and you're like, sell it. It's a music video surrounding that fucking wig. <clears throat> oh, jitterbug. I'm a, I picture more of that. It's like Michael, George Michael. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drink this whole drink before we even get to the drink game. <clears throat> what about you, Caitlin? Catch me up. Um, catch me outside. How about that? I <laughs> speaking of hair, I had long, beautiful brown hair. You remember? I'm sure our listeners kind who follow of. us on Instagram. I kind of. I'll, I'll 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 try and. It wasn't beautiful. <laughs> Meredith. No, I meant kind of remember it. Oh, 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 yeah. Um. Anyway, I had long brown hair that I dyed the bottom pink, and then I dyed it purple, and then finally this summer I cut it all off. It looks and now I have awesome. no hair. I the bottom it. of it is shaved. Love it. And I dyed it blue and purple, and it's now like green and yellow and purple. It's amazing. It looks good. It looks like mermaid hair. Oh, story, life story on the train today. (laughs) I think you'll like this. There was this woman, it might be yesterday, didn't matter. This woman sitting across from me with her friend. It was like this old woman. Um, She looks at me, she looks at my hair. I don't have my headphones in because I was reading Handmaid's Tale. Amazing book, by the way. By the Bizzle. And, uh, what up, Margaret Atwood? What up, Bar- M. Atwood? Med Atwood? <laughs> Maggie. Mag Mag. Maggie Atwood. Mags Atwood. Um, <laughs> this woman looks at me, looks at my hair, looks at me, looks me over. I'm wearing overalls. I have tattoos. I have blue hair. She goes, you better dye your hair back, girl. She said, how? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's better. <laughs> and I said, I literally said, what? Why? I already need to hide it. <laughs> And she goes, you better die back. You look crazy. And I looked at her and I looked at her friend 
And I looked back at her and I said, I am crazy. <laughs> no, and then, you didn't. Yes, I did. It was amazing. And then for the entire, there was like 10 more minutes of that subway ride before I got off where she like would just kind of glance at me and look away, like not scared, but like a little bit like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And it was really awkward. And then I like, when I got up to leave, I just looked her right in the face and stared at her head turning the entire time I walked off the train. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> here's my feeling. That's a that's that's the greatest story ever. That is a great subway interaction. Here's the thing: if you're gonna be a bully to, right. a, to a stranger, don't be a bully to someone who looks like they're pretty confident. Also, she said you look crazy. Why would you provoke a crazy person? I just, yeah, like, you better dye your hair back or what? It'll grow back? Like, what's the urgency of this request? Crazy. You better be careful out there, girl. You look crazy. No, let me ask you a question. Maybe she was warning me. Maybe maybe I'll I'm gonna ask you a question. Does it have to do with your fucking wig? What would she say about this hair? I can't. This entire episode is going to be about your wig, and I can't with that. I cannot. I cannot. I think she would say, but take that wig off, girl. You look crazy. Cool. Actually, I think she'd say, you look great. Where you going? Girl, where you going? I want to hang out with you. Where'd you get that wig at? I think. I got it in Flatbush, guys. I bought it today in Flatbush. Do you want to get to recap in this business? No, don't we have stuff to do? Well, we'll go over the drink. We, got it. we haven't even talked about the drink yet. <laughs> we'll go over the drink and the drinking game and then start recapping it. Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> so, Meredith, what drink did you make me while you were wearing this beautiful wig? Let's well. guest star. This is our guest. Yeah. It's your wig. <laughs> me and the wig. Get <laughs> <laughs> it? All right, what did you make me? Well, me and the wig walked up to the upstairs area, grabbed some ice. <laughs> okay. And cocktail shakers and... and right. <laughs> a jigger. Was the wig telling you what to do like ratatouille? <laughs> it was like, I'm going to make you cool, baby. Pick up that jigger. Pick up that cocktail shaker. I can't. Pick up that mezcal. So we I got you, girl. <laughs> so we went upstairs and we made this drink and we put in two ounces of mezcal tequila, an ounce of lemon juice, mm-hmm. a half ounce of Ancho Reyes liqueur, mm-hmm. and a half ounce of grenadine. Mm-hmm. And we shook that bitch up all up with some ice. Mm-hmm. That's when the wig got extra saucy. My strangers <laughs> with you. It was, it was all the wig's idea. That's what I tried to make out with you. It didn't work out. So then I strained it into a cup. <laughs> yeah. And now we're drinking it. <laughs> uh, it's called. What did you think? What is it called, Meredith? Fire stumble with me. Right, because we watch fire walk with me, and it's pretty obvious. When you get drunk, you stop walking, you start stumbling. Yes. We don't have to go too much into that, even yeah. though I just explained. This is a very it. layered. Yeah, there's a lot of layered, yeah. very deep thinking concepts here in this drink. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you just saying that because the wig said that? 
<laughs> because of I don't know Twin Peaks. Yeah, just being layered, being thinky. Yeah, and thinky. Yeah, it, I guess it is. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I'm not great with that. I just kind of like surface, but that's what it is. Yeah, you're the average watcher. I'm an average. Yeah, I'm like I. I don't enjoy NASCAR, but I'm coming at it from that perspective. Right. I think because we, you and I have spent so many hours of our lives in this, I'm very invested in it emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read all the stuff. I'm very You're on board. Yeah, I'm very invested in it. Yeah, I'm cool I with that. I fucking love it. I'm totally cool with that. I don't not love it. I just, we have differing opinions about the importance of things. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's know. I think that's what makes us us. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really like what this wig is doing to our partnership. <laughs> I feel like it's a third wheel. <laughs> Do you think I'm taking it side too much? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just don't even like that it's in the room right now. <laughs> much less that it's on your fucking head. <laughs> Making you look like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> A game show host version of the Karate Kid. <laughs> drinking rule. You can't talk about the wig anymore. New drinking game. New drinking game. We're going to fold it under the other wig game that we're playing. We can't talk about it anymore. Okay. Okay. That's going to be rude. That's going to be very hard. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about um, our actual drinking game that we're gonna we're gonna play while we. Those watch, are the other we two. Talk about those. We already have established the two. Established the, wig, the, wig, the two wigs. The, the two wig games, and now we're gonna play an actual uh, Twin Peaks game. Oh my god, I can hear you scratching it. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink for that. Please stop scratching your wig <laughs> on mic. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel like I smoked a pack of cigarettes. I laugh so much. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about our drinking game, please. The the Twin Peaks one. I might have to take the wig off. <laughs> you got to drink your whole drink if you take it off. I. It's not that it's painful. It's just that... It is distracting, and we got to get through this fucking <laughs> Yeah, it's very distracting. I hate it. Are you going to drink your whole drink now? Yes. Oh, my God. My partner's back. Thank God. Thank God you took it off. How do you feel? Do you I, feel I, less I, cool? I definitely feel like I just downgraded my funny, and I have become much less crazy. Yeah, you instantly seem <laughs> not funny. <laughs> you seem way more serious right now. I <laughs> I wasn't kidding. I was like, all of a sudden, like, I can think again. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of thinking, Our as we talk game. about this intense movie, Firewalk With Me, the Twin Peaks prequel sequel, uh, every time we mention the main character, Laura Palmer... Who is also the namesake of our drink on our recap show. There will be drinking recaps Twin Peaks. We always drink a Laura Palmer that we made with bourbon and whatever. Listen to it if you want to know the recipe. Yeah, you should uh, do it. You <laughs> anyway, should listen to it. Just one. Anyway, every time we say the main character or talk about the main character, we have to drink. And every time we do, we have to go, R.I.P. Laura Palmer and cheers and then drink. It's pretty simple. It's... Oh, and since it is that time, Meredith, do you, do you know now that the wig's off? Do you know what time it is? For me... To drink. 
this drink. Game time. Packing game Why time. Why didn't I? Why didn't you what? Wear the wig at least up until that. <laughs> the, the wig does make you look like a. Um, which we're talking about it. We have to drink now. I know. Because well, we're not only not only did you take it off, so you have to drink your whole drink. But now we're talking about it again. Um, but it did make you look like a football announcer. It is my favorite. It's uh, really. It's gonna good go times. so far with us. Good it's times. Gonna, it is so happy together. Okay. Good times with us in the wig. <clears throat> anyway, so let's let's get to talking about let's, this. Let's movie. talk about Firewalk with let's me. Let's talk not about, fuck around we're anymore. Ta- we're done fucking around. <laughs> we're done talking about hair. Let's let's get let's get down let's to brass do tags. Let's do this. My secret diary. That page is missing. There is no other person who could have known where it was. Did Bobby give you this? Or is there someone new? Your Laura disappeared. It's just me now. You made me write it all down. You guys, do we need to explain this to you? Probably a little bit. Firewalk With Me is a movie that David Lynch came out with one year after the finale of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed it. He co-read it with Mark Frost. And it's uh, basically the prequel. Right. It tells the story of what happened before Laura Palmer's. Cheers. R.I.P. Laura Palmer. R.I.P. Laura Palmer. Before her death. Cool, cool. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. It came out. And people hated it. Right. It was booed at con. Right. I heard that. Uh, and I, you know, I guess it received some criticism for um, not being, like, not revealing enough information that left, that were essentially holes and gaps from leftover from the finale. Mm-hmm. But it explained Twin Peaks just as much as every other twin David Lynch movie has ever explained any like any explains its story. Yeah, I, it feels as as complete as it could have been. I want to briefly talk because we were on a Twin Peaks podcast recently, which we had a great time on. Yes, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Thank you, Ben and Brian. Thank you, guys you Ben are and amazing. Brian. That was amazing. The episode was amazing. We love you. Shout outs and love. Yes. Um, but they and everyone else who we've talked to in the Twin Peaks community seem to be really supportive of Firewalk with me. They have like a preemptive, like it's very different than the show, but they seem to l- like it a lot. It's very Lynchian. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's exactly, yeah, it's very Lynchian in, in general. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of his, you're going to like the movie. And, and you loved it. Can you, can you give me an argument for why you loved it? Um, I don't, I just, I thought it was a really good balance of, addressing the mythology I don't, I don't know I, th- I think it really addressed Car- Laura's, Laura Palmer's cheers R.I.P. Laura Palmer um, I think it did a really good job of addressing Laura Palmer's story and like they you have no sense of Laura's actual character because mm-hmm. she's all we know her as is a dead woman uh cheers r.i.p i think i said it r.i.p <laughs> oh boy we're gonna get it drunk drunk um 
but she's so complicated and a badass and like so such a victim and like she's just yeah. fucking amazing yeah she's she's I'm way mad cooler. respect for laura she's way cooler in this movie than she was than yeah. she was portrayed in the show i, I have think. she's yeah. yeah i have i mean she was cool in the show yeah i didn't yeah i just i mean you just don't know what what was ever really true i don't think you knew how strong she was as a character and as a person until this movie yes yeah i did yeah. i think i think it's because like you know that you you know that Laura Palmer was abused by Leland. Yeah. But And that really like sets up a dark backstory. But like it's explicit in this movie. Yeah. So it's very dark and and difficult to watch. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like you just you just forgive Laura for everything else after that. And mm-hmm. she is like Cheryl Lee is like amazing mm-hmm. and her like laugh in this movie is so fucking good. She's I mean, amazing no, in this she's, movie. She's phenomenal. She's so good. Why isn't she like in everything is mind blowing. But she's like this I don't know. Yeah. I I really I just agree with you on that. liked the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was gory. Like it was like uncomfortable. like the It was uncomfortable. It was very violent. I, mean, I wouldn't say it was I mean it was violent, but I wouldn't say it was gory as much as it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's just very violent. The there's a lot of there's a lot of rape and there's Yeah, and there's also like a lot of like imagery, like close up imagery or things that people do that are human that are super uncomfortable. Like yes. specifically I remember the like eating out of a spoon. Oh yeah. And it was just a lot of the movie was this like just kind of like chest clenching feeling. Yeah, I think it, I mean it, it puts you in that space, I mean, mm-hmm. to, which is mm-hmm. you know <laughs> more than the television show. Yeah, did. for yeah. sure, it puts you. It, it makes you. And you know what? There's there's TV shows now that are doing that that are like evoking yeah. that kind of feeling. Like uh, uh, Taboo is a show that kind of evokes that like like uncomfortable, yeah, gross, but also like ethereal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Game of Thrones, I mean, has the those dark moments. But this, I don't know. This just like really... This doesn't tell a story the same way as Game the, of Thrones, but the, I know what you The mean, music, yeah. the lighting, the, the... Just the cinematography, like the whole thing just puts you in this, um, like, this place of, of anxiety. And so you just seem to like know exactly what Laura's feeling at any one moment. Yeah. And it's insane. It's really, I don't know. I love it. This, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. This was, I didn't dislike it. Yeah. This, there were a lot of things I liked about this movie. It was really dark. And I usually love things that are super, super dark. Right. I, I just, I guess I'm, I'm dumb and I need a story to grasp onto and I need a plot and I need obvious things and, right. and and David Lynch just doesn't do that right and so I think he's just not my type of storyteller right I, I, and so it's hard for me like I feel like a lot of this movie was almost like 20 different art movies put together Right. 20 different movies that you would see in a gallery that don't need to be explained put together. And I just I, like I can do that for 30 minutes once a week, but I can't do it for two hours. And even the 30 minutes once a week, like there's signs of humanity that make sense. And in this, it, 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 it it's just all nonsense. Right. It, to me, like he's he just he really people love that he embraces randomness and nonsense. But I, I have trouble I think it's also I, part. I, I think it's also like it. an inch, but I think, I think it's, and I mean, like, 
you couldn't do this in a novel, but you could do this in a movie form where it is that way and the audience gets to fill in those holes and like it's kind there of an There are plenty extra- of novels that are like that. I don't, but I don't like those novels yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those either. It's I, just I, like you have to have a lot more patience with that is what I mean because like a two hours is like it's one and done. I just readings a longer. Yeah. So it's but so I agree, I'm just more saying like this is an easy more digestible in the sense that you get to fill in the story holes themselves and kind of it's a it's a fun but there's not even holes because I, I feel like there's things that don't even come close to be like the whole thing with with cooper in the hallway at the beginning right and david bowie and just there's just so many there's there's clue fatigue right i'm fatigued by the amount of symbols no, and no, motifs no. and things that are hinted at I, that I, I just i stop caring yeah no no i agree with, i get i get what you're saying i'm just i'm my argument is you know if you this isn't something i could watch all of the time mm-hmm. but the the mere fact that so many people are, are obsessed with trying to it's it's the same way people like to go like geocaching or I, I just feel like it's like it's the type of thing that just attracts people mm-hmm. who want to watch something and you know come with their come up with their own theories or ideas or so it's a it's it's a puzzle in the sense and it's not, yeah it's fatiguing and it's I don't want to watch that puzzle though sure but but it but it allows your imagination to run like to try and imagine what connects those two things, right? Okay. It's just a fun exercise. I, think I guess. Just- but I guess for me, if you were able to figure out all the puzzle pieces, I don't think there's a resolution that's satisfying. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, we watch we watch TV shows and movies together all the time, and right. I love cyclical storytelling. I love when things loop back around. I love when they make sense. I love when they click together. I love when it feels when the audience feels like they're a part of the story and, and his movies and his directing totally reject that. Right. And I guess, I guess that's a statement within itself. And there are plenty of things I liked about this movie. I know I'm, I sounds like I'm bashing it right now. I don't think you I, are. I, it's, I just, I don't understand his style of storytelling because I don't understand the message that he's trying to give. Right. Like he, it just feels like he's being random to be random. There's no resolution. There's no... It's not an equation. It's just... It's like it's like a Jackson Pollock painting. And there's room for that in yeah, art. That's, yeah, and I'm that's, cool with that. That's all I'm saying. Is like, that's just why I just can't grasp onto those things. I think that it's... Yeah, I also don't like abstract expressionist paintings. That's what I'm saying. It's so, the same thing. That's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing. And that's what... You just have to be willing to work at your own thing when you're watching. And if you don't want to do that, then it's you're not going to... And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, maybe I'm a lazy watcher. Yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want to have to watch something and absorb your, your entertainment dosage that way, then yeah, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difficult thing there, to watch. I do want to talk about, there's tons of things I love though. I well, I think we that. should just go scene by scene. We should definitely at least address the separation of the two years and the two different murders, uh, specifically. Uh, okay. Okay, cool. So Let's do it. Cause we start with, um, we start with uh, where in Deer Meadow, mm-hmm. Teresa Banks was murdered. Yep. Uh, similar to the way Laura Palmer was murdered. Right. And um, there is an agent, Chet, Chet Desmond, that yeah. is uh, sent on the case by Gordon Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic 
time old favorite character. Yeah, and I liked uh, Chet Desmond. You liked and, Chris Isaacs. I liked his partner, the uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah, he was amazing. So they go to investigate right. Teresa, Teresa Banks, Banks murder, yeah. and the weirdest thing is too when Chet Desmond lands in uh, mm-hmm. Deer Meadow, mm-hmm. there is uh, a basically a messenger named Lil mm-hmm. all dressed in red with a red wig yeah and she's just kind of like a clown and she yeah and she was wearing they are a mime right and she's wearing a blue rose mm-hmm. on, and a, ra- mm-hmm. a red skirt suit mm-hmm. and she starts doing all these hand movements and making facial expressions and stomping weird and apparently this is a communication of Gordon Cole, right? Yep. Of essentially, or, or of maybe the FBI. Relaying, yeah, relaying the information because basically they're saying, you know, don't trust this town. They're not gonna, they're not gonna give you the information you need. Right. And Deer Meadow is not Twin Peaks. They are not no. nice people. That place is terrifying. They're mean people. I would never want. <laughs> I would oh. never want to live there. No, me either. I would live in Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks is a, nor- a normal suburban town. Super fun. But Deer Meadow looks no, terrible. I wouldn't want to live there. No. So, uh, Teresa Banks is murdered. Uh, what else happens? She's... Um, they Well, they discover the ring, right? Oh, so they... The, um, at the end, you know, they find the... They find um, a, a letter... Do they find the letter T underneath her left ring finger, finger just like yeah. Laura Palmer? Mm-hmm. She was in the water. She was wrapped in plastic. Uh-huh. Um, she was had a ring on in one of her pictures, so they went to go... They couldn't find the ring. So, so they, they went to her trailer. So they went to her trailer, and, and after mm-hmm. speaking with the landlord, they were kind of realized... They, they heard that one of the sheriff or one of the deputies in town uh, also happened to live in the trailer park that Teresa Banks did. Yeah. And so he went back and looked under, like was snooping around his trailer and in a pile underneath the trailer, was they the find the green black lodge ring. Yeah. They didn't really like, I think after that we didn't see Chet Desmond again. Right. We went straight into Laura Palmer's world. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which well, cheers, well, R.I.P. Well, R.I.P. Well, we get to Cooper. Right. In, in at what I guess is F, uh, FBI headquarters. Yeah, he's, like he's with Gordon Cole. We get a shot. Okay. I do love this part. Yes. I really liked um, Cooper looking at himself in the camera and then going back and looking at himself in the camera and then going back and then David Bowie showing up because I know that that um, uh, David Lynch is really into transcendental stuff. Right. And to me, that was all about like astral projection. Well, and I think... I, I think if we're going to make sense of the nonsense, that's kind of what well, I this, was trying to figure so out. So this whole part is like essentially a dream of Truman's. Yes. No, no, or Cooper's. Cooper, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This, this whole scene is essentially a dream. And it seems right. I've, I've heard a theory too that, well, I no, I think this one's silly, but essentially that like all of this is was, was it the entire, the, the Teresa Banks part was also a dream. Okay. But all right. I that mean, is actually Cooper who was there. He was just a man. I don't know. If Something. that's true, then it's all irrelevant. Yeah. It does. <sighs> Which is silly, but that's fine. It's a silly, yeah, it's a silly theory. Anyway, fine. so. I, I mean, there, there's nothing that says that's not true, so. <laughs> <laughs> it could be true in this world. Who knows? So, um, so we, anyway, yeah, it's. 
basically, I think, was it it's Laura? Let me, I have to look. I have to get to my notes now. I was like skipping yeah, open around. your notes up. I was getting. You're, you nailed the front part of that, though. I know. Oh, okay. So we get the, yeah, you get the David Bowie coming in. And then after that, we also get to the weirder part of Cooper's dream that we're mm-hmm. kind of re- retelling here. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the man in the red suit. The small round of the damn yep. man, uh, the red suit is or it. originating, and there's a plague. Someone in a plague doctor's mask is also in this. Oh yeah, this room that they're in. Yes, where which they're is, on the couch. Which is which is essentially the convenience store where Philippe Gerard slept, like the apartment that they rented over the convenience store. That okay, Philippe, when Philippe okay. Gerard was living with Bob, right. Bob is there. Bob is there. The old lady is there with the her grandson. Mrs. Mrs. Tremond. Tremond. Um, and the cream corn's there. And then there's a little kid with the creepy, uh, like the plague mask. But it's not the plague mask. It's like it's like a like a bird. It's a like plaster of Paris. Like yeah, like. F- completely covers his face and then just like a long like skinny a long nose, nose or a Pinocchio nose. Yeah. So anyway, so the, so Cooper, you know, wakes up from this dream and then he decides that he needs to, uh, go figure out where Chet is because Chet mm-hmm. has, Chet has also disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. and so he needs to go figure that out where he is. Right. He goes to the trailer park where Teresa Banks was and they, he realizes that there's a, a spot where our trailer had left and there's mm-hmm. um and apparently he that's when he found out that it was Mrs. Tremont or the Chalfonts and they had actually used that trailer for generations like that they've been there f- you know for a really long time which weird. is yeah yeah weird yeah okay so i don't know i mean it's just interesting <laughs> That maybe there's like many spots in the world that have this energy. I don't know. Or the Bob. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I mean, because, I mean, spoiler alert, we later find out in this movie that Leland actually killed Teresa. Right. But if I just mean more because they had been there for generations. I don't know if that's because. The Chalmonts? Yeah. But we don't even know that Mrs. Tremont is the Chalmonts. Like, yes. Like there's, yeah. There's, there's, that is that is what she is. Mrs. Tremont is the Chalfons. Tremont. Yeah. It's that, the Chalfons. Yeah. How do you know that? Maybe um, I missed that in the movie. They say they can they confirm that in the movie, but then they also uh, in the credits when they when they do the oh, credits. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. she's credited as both. So, she, I guess I just don't understand the relevance of there was a trailer that was there that left, and I understand that there was a murder and that. Like, I, I understand the circumstances, but none of the circumstances are linked up together. Just that it's the same woman. Just that she's there for, she's involved essentially in both murders. Like, she's present okay. and, and right. like a witness to. Cool, cool. Um, more, that, more that she's just a symbol, you know, nothing like. Of what? Of this darkness, of this spirit that kills young women just and Bob, our, you mean? yes and okay. and the blue rose murder itself like uh that's what they they had mentioned in, the, in this uh fbi scene with lil and chet was investigating Teresa banks and the apparently gordon had been investigating many blue rose murders like that's part okay, of what so they're all murders that have like the same characteristics i think so okay so cool. if that's something that they're investigating all over the country right i just think that that's an interesting kind of 
I don't know. Okay. Thing. Cool. So what does that mean for the broader? I don't know. So anyway, we cut to a year later and then we get to the final days of R.I.P. Laura, R.I.P. Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer. Um, I want to ask a, an important question. Yes. How do we feel about new Donna? <sighs> I understand that maybe Laura Flynn Boyle was not on board with the movie. I get it. I understand how logistics she, work. So this is not, a, this is, I don't even think it's, it's not the actress. I think the writing for her is weird in this movie. Okay. Elaborate. I think that one, Donna seemed almost more naive than this Donna when Laura died, as far as like this Donna seemed more naive than the Donna no, we no, know no. and love. Less naive because she fucking went with her to whatever Jacques Renault's club was and basically oh, saw yeah. her prostitute, like fr- yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. be a sex worker. So who, wait, who's more di- who's more the naive? Our, our I understand. OG Donna. OG Donna is more naive than the Donna in this movie. And secondly, if OG Donna went to that club mm-hmm. with with R.I.P. Laura Palmer, R.I.P. Laura Palmer. Oh God. If we went to, if she went with her to that club, mm-hmm. we would have gotten. Um, I think Donna would have fucking pulled her ass out of that club and just like our Donna, our OG yeah, Donna, our OG Donna. Yeah, this Donna seemed wimpier. She wasn't like the yeah. I'm Donna that we know. She was so desperate for Laura's attention and affection. Yeah, which I like. I don't think our Donna. Was like that? No, no. I, I think agree. she. I think her love was conditional. Yeah, she would not have fucking Donna. She would. This she would have walked into like that club. She would have walked into that club, and she would have been like, "I'm Donna," and Laura's ass is getting out of this fucking club. Yeah, you are all skis bags, and we don't belong here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean this Donna just seemed. Blanker inside yes. than the Adonna that we know. Yes. Um, yeah, I wasn't really crazy about her either. I also like. No, I'm. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I just wasn't crazy about her. Yes. I was gonna make a comment about just why did we even use her at all? But maybe it was something where like it was written before they couldn't get Laura Flynn Boyle or whatever. Yeah. I, I just I'm like, why even use a character that you can't cast as the same. Uh, like notable person, but it's fine. I've, I mean, everyone's in the everyone's in the movie. Even James is in this fucking movie. Yeah, like, everyone's in everyone... the movie, but Donna, and yet Donna takes up maybe forty minutes of this movie. And to me, it's like. But I mean, I mean, as far as the character, they all were with her in her final days, and they were true. like important okay. people in her family in her right, life. Right, 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 right. So okay. and impacted by her death, that's why they're in the show. So it would be silly to ha- not have some version of the character well, in the movie. Melissa McCarthy was only in four minutes of Gilmore Girls, the revival because that's all they could get her for. But so they didn't, so they conveniently wrote around it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what that, well, I mean, maybe it would have ruined the storyline. Yeah. yeah I think, so. I think it wouldn't, I think um, it wouldn't have worked for like the way yeah. that the series goes after this story. Yeah. That makes sense. But so 
Anyway, so we go to basically Laura being a fucking baller at school and just being able to tell everyone what to do and doing cocaine in the bathroom. Yeah. And just cocaine all day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doing her Laura shit. I love how she talks to Bobby. I love how she talks to everyone. I love it. I love how she talks to everyone. Just like she's hanging out with Donna. She's going to school. She's doing coke in the bathroom. But basically, it seems like everything's chill. And then the way she talks to Bobby outside of school. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She... And and she definitely does not give a fuck about him other than the cocaine. Other than the cocaine. Because I remember, like, in the first season, I was like... I was like, my impression of Laura Palmer was built on the fact that she was dating Bobby and James, who right. both who both suck, right, right, like, but they're different, but they both suck, right. Um, and I just, I they really, brought her, they gave her the perfect combination of a man, yeah. But like, <laughs> they both don't suck. forget, James had a big dick. They're both terrible. Bobby also, James had has cocaine, a big dick, and Bobby, Bobby has cocaine. Co- okay, fine. That's all that but you care about I in high school. <laughs> I didn't envision her in the show the way they portrayed her. I didn't envision her um, using these people for that. And in this movie, it literally is like Donna is out for herself. Or not Donna. I mean, usually, well, oh, gee, Donna is out for herself. Laura, RIP Laura Palmer. Um, Laura is out for her fucking self. She's got shit to deal with. A lot of shit to deal with. A lot of dark, deep, dark shit to deal with. And she just doesn't have time for, for Bobby and um, and James's bullshit. She does. But at the same time, she still kind of feels guilty for using them, but not that much. But I, think I appreciated she, that. I mean, note. I think she did genuinely care about Donna and James. Oh, I, I definitely think she cared, but right. she also was like, you're bullshit like I can't pity you I don't you're have time for that silly. I don't have time for your bullshit you're silly you don't need to be right. like I don't need you in my life right now she legit called Bobby dumb to his face yeah. I loved it I like wrote it in all caps I loved it and she's like not into to true love and she's just like Donna's like do you believe in true love and Laura's like no bitch like life is hard yeah. wake up you yeah. know <laughs> um uh, Let's can we talk about Sarah? Can we talk about like the abusive home relationship? Right. Not including Leland well, being I definitely, uh, Bob, but just the like dynamic of her house because so much shit goes down in Laura's house. Right. Well, I think we should definitely mention uh, real like basically where it starts is where she goes home for the first time after school. And starts uh, writing in her diary and realizing pages are missing. Right. And she knows. So she realizes that pages are missing from her diary yep. that her dad took them and that Bob took them that Bob or sorry yes she doesn't she know doesn't it's her, her dad, dad yet. yet so uh, she, that Bob took them so she runs to Harold Smith's house and is freaking out right. and what she says to Harold Smith in this scene is that Bob has been having her since she was 12 years old oh my god it's so fucked up and he was the only one who could have known about the diary yeah it was so fucked and up and said that he and then said that she, Bob had told her that he wants to be her be her or he would kill her i do have to say 
that it's not clarified in the Twin Peaks TV show that Bob wants to be Laura. The minute they clarify in this this in this movie, so many things about Twin Peaks make sense yes, to me. Yes, yes. Not that the movie makes sense to me, but this information from the movie helps me with the TV show because I understand the entity that is Bob. Yes. I also think that the fan fiction that we read helps me understand yeah. the entity that is Bob. But like, I just, I was like... Of course, that's why she's being tormented. Right. Of course. I like, I just, yeah, I got it. I got that. Right. And I think that, I think when I think back at this, like the fact that he possessed Leland for so long. For so long. Yeah. I mean, if he really is only possessing one human entity at a time and he is only possessing Leland, he really wanted to be Laura. Also killing Teresa Banks, who, R.I.P. Laura, who kind of looks like Laura, R.I.P. Laura, um, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, then the question is like, what is the pull of Laura? And I also think like, Laura is a unique human that's obviously been clarified in the writing and the way that she's portrayed and right. the fact that Bob wants her. So right. she's going to be unique. Um, so is Dale. Right. So I think like what's interesting to me is like why, why Laura and Dale? Why are they connected? Are they connected? What's going on there? That's interesting to me. Right. So there's another theory I've heard about is that they're sharing the same dream. Uh, well, she's dead. R.P. Laura Palmer. Yeah. RIP. But they're sharing, they're sharing maybe like a, like another dimensional dream. So, I mean, the fact that like, so whenever Dale dreams of the red room of the black lodge, he sees and communicates with Laura. True. And alternately, whenever oh, so it's like their pass through. Yeah. Cool. So who know? I mean, they're you know. Yeah. It's not that they're. It's not the occupy. It's not occupying the same time. Right, right, right. It's right, occupying right. a time where. I do have to say, uh, uh, David Lynch does play with time and space a lot. Right. I argue that he plays with it too much. Right. Because it's super confusing right. to ninety percent of the right. audience. But in a dream sense, I understand why I understand. Right. Not even in a dream sense. He does that in reality. No, I just mean in this sense, in this use, it's almost in the specific use of Cooper and Laura. Yes. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. Because they're literally going to like a different dimension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I I understand how that works. I just mean through through much of his work, he plays with time and space in a way that that is hard to understand. And there's an argument there in the sense that like we don't understand time and space as humans and blah, blah, blah. And it's fluid and Einstein and, you know, Kurt Vonnegut, (laughs) Slaughterhouse Five. I know. Words. I know. I understand that, but at the same time, like the the argument is missing. Uh, it doesn't matter. You you get what I'm saying. Yes. But I, I I like in this instance in the storyline between in, in the theory that they're sharing the same dream, or at least that they're able to somehow communicate through this red through room, dreams, whatever that yeah. means. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Because I do. I like to. I liked. I thought when I watched when I watched this movie, I thought a lot about. What if you're in the red room and yep. you you know your 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 soul is in the black lodge you are there forever or I don't know I guess for some reason you can go back to your body but essentially you're there's a doppelganger on Earth that is living your life and it's mm-hmm. not you yeah um, 
what is your soul doing in the Black Lodge in the meantime? Are you trying to disrupt what's happening on well, Earth? Also, how does time pass in the Black Lodge? Right. right? Like, does it pass quickly, slowly? Like, what right. is... Right. Yeah. So, like, if you're... I don't know. Like, I think that I would... I think, I think that's essentially what they're trying to do through the dreams is... I don't know if they're, like... I, I don't know if they're facilitating fate. Right. Or trying to disrupt, you know... I do, uh, the spirit from from doing its desire. I don't know. Or like, I do have a I have a question that's not clarified. That might be clarified in the show. I'm ho- maybe or maybe not. Right, probably. <laughs> is it to is it your soul? Is it two physical beings? Is that there's a doppelganger and an alt like a bizarro Superman? Is that right. there's an evil you because there's an infinite amount of possibilities right. in universes? Right. Or is this a religious thing where it's a demon version of you and that's your soul or it's just a darkness in your soul? Like you know what I mean? Like I I I am curious about what that is. I don't really need a solid answer on no. that, but like a, maybe like a more of a hint at what yeah. the fuck is going on. Well, I think we'll probably like we. I'm sure we will. I think of all of the characters, we know uh, Cooper the best, right? True. So true, true, if true. we're and this has happened to him, so we'll have a clear so answer about exactly. That. We'll have right. seen his story arc, so I think I'm hope I'm hoping the answer is yes that right. that will happen <laughs> um, somewhat. It's just mine, like. Speaking of the return, it's mind blowing how many famous people are going to be in this series. Like, if you just get little like snippets every once in a while of who the fuck's going to be in this this movie, I have not. The show, I on purpose have not looked into any information. I haven't watched any trailers. I haven't read any <sighs> articles. I have looked at nothing. I know nothing about the new show. I'm really excited. I did that on purpose. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it too because I think you've been like delving into a lot of it. I also love spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really want to go into a blind because I, I, the same reason I'm complaining about the way that things are unexplained in the, in the here's my issue with David Lynch. Okay. <laughs> Listeners. Because I know there's a lot of you out there who absolutely adore him and I, I understand why I do. I, I don't adore... We're allowed to have different opinions, but <laughs> David Lynch movies are like getting into Pokemon. You have to buy the entire fucking deck. You have to invest time and energy and research to understand what you're doing and why. And I just... I'm not interested in that. He hasn't captivated me enough to buy his whole fucking Pokemon deck. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I haven't done a lot of research on this show because I believe that, like, I want to come into a blind and be captivated. And I actually think that this new show is going to be really, really good. Yeah. I believe, I think that that what he's done in his movies and in his television show have all of the formula for complete genius. Right. I just, I don't think it's happened. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, my God, he's a fucking genius. He's made these amazing things. I think this show might be... His, uh, what's that called? The his piece, magnum opus. His magnum opus. I do. I believe in that. I'm, I'm yeah, holding on for it. That would and be I, great. And I don't mean that what he's done before isn't great. I just mean, I think this is the thing that is going to open up the world to him. You know what I mean? Like, people who give a shit about The Bachelor, I don't give a shit about David Lynch. Right. But they might. 
This might be his Sopranos. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really stoked. I feel like that's positive. I feel like what I'm saying is not negative. I'm but not of telling course, you, I'm not arguing with you at all. I know. I just I people are real sensitive about their lynchness. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to like. You're just trying to talk people off the ledge. I'm coming at it from a layman's point of view. That's all I'm saying. I feel you, girl. Um, can we talk about? The people in the town that we recognize from Twin Peaks in this movie, in the sense of well, like Leo and Shelley. Well, well, I was going to say right in the next scene after I, the one that I'm talking about is uh, Cooper and Agent Rosenfeld. Yeah, which is pretty great. That was great. It's short and sweet. I love their, it's short and sweet, but yeah, it's I love good. the representation of their history together. Yeah, because we too. know it from the show, and here it's even more solidified. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, and 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 Cole. Like, I like that they all like directly work together you're never really quite sure but it doesn't matter i don't need to know i'm into it yeah this is a thing i don't need to know i I love their interactions they're they're really good Um, i I do want to talk really quick about the acting how do you feel about the acting in this movie well i already told you that shelly cheryl lee was right phenomenal leland as well right ray wise great right uh that's all that really mattered because it's really about them to me. Uh, yeah. Cooper is fine. Like Cole, I oh agent. I mean David yeah. Lynch loved him. I was I was surprised at how much I liked it. Even from Bobby and with the exception of Leo, but Leo's I just we're never Leo's gonna be awful. I also Le- yeah. Leo's a bad actor. Leo's but, a bad actor, but also like he was so awful in this movie that I really was happy with his life. Yeah, like, as a as a as being abused. Uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> or awful. Killed by a spider. But like I was surprised. I don't know. Just the, maybe the way it was even shot or directed. But I was much more impressed with the acting in this movie than I am in the show. Yeah, except so. for Donna. Except for Donna. <laughs> but Laura, Laura R.I.P. Laura Palmer, she was star of this so movie. Good. She was phenomenal. She deserves so awards good. for this movie. So good. She was great. So good. And Ray Wise, also phenomenal. So, Terrifying. So good. Terrifying in this movie. Yeah. Sarah Palmer had no lines. Also terrifying. Not terrifying, but like great act. Like yes. she made it even more scary to be in that house. Well, and we get so let's 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 go through I know scene. I'm doing umbrella things and no, you're no, no. recapping I'm, no, I'm, no 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 I'm just I'm trying to like get to the stuff that I want to mention we um, also like oh we should mention the scene where Laura is at the double R diner diner collecting meals on wheels meals uh-huh. and then the 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 Chalfonts or Mrs. Tremont and the little boy come up and 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 talk right. and talk to her. So right. the freaks her out. Right. They give her a picture. Uh, so she heads home, mm-hmm. and her father, or actually how she sees him, is Bob. She sees him as Bob. Yeah, is in her room. Right. She starts screaming, freaks out, runs out the door, hides in the bushes, and who comes out is her father. And that's when she, that's the moment she realizes her father is Bob or Bob is her father. Yeah. That's the first time she, the acting in that scene, the girl can scream. This movie, this movie was (laughs) uncomfortable for me to watch on so many levels. This girl could scream when she realized that her dad was Bob. I, mm, I couldn't with that. That was just like, fuck that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and and it, it really, you know what? When we were watching the first season, yeah, R.I.P. Laura Palmer. R.I.P. She was. They were like releasing all this history. 
about her doing drugs and partying and you and I were like oh she's a party girl whatever like she sounds like good she wasn't a good girl she was a bad girl like you're like oh I get why she did a bunch of drugs yeah I get told I get it oh no she was so self-destructive because this sucks yeah yeah because it's it's first like the idea first of all the idea that it's your father is awful but also what uh, the same man has been coming to her bed oh god don't even say it again you know what it's I mean? terrible like a stranger would and that you've just lived with that i mean that's ter- yeah. that's truly terrifying yeah, it really is awful. um so i, I mean, mean it is representative is, though of like, of like regression not trying to like think of the fact that it's actually her father she's created this like monster in her head well, but, but either way yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still terrifying and also like she's living the American dream. She's living this like 1950s, like she's gorgeous, Greece recreation. And then there's this really like fucked up shit happening to her. Yeah, which is a great representation of 2017 America. Right, and well, and so <laughs> that's true. You know, like things are the American dream, but are they or are they super fucked up? Uh, I get that. I get that motif. I'm on board with that one. I think that the... And then if we jump to... Like, I, there's a couple of some other scenes that happen. She has a dream where she sees Del Cooper. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next scene, if we're going to talk about Laura's story, that we should just... If we're just going to try to focus on that to get kind of get through this quickly. Um, yeah, because there's a, there's a lot. Let's skip to the part where she goes to the roadhouse uh, and mm-hmm. is, you know, dressed very... You know, with a short cocktail dress, mm-hmm. looking good, and great she's underwear. a great underwear. She's, she's great underwear. She always had great underwear on. She so she gets approached by two men mm-hmm. with cash, mm-hmm. asking basically propositioning her for sex. Donna comes, see, follows her, and comes to at the you know the table, and is essentially like, "Yeah, I am part of the package." Yeah. And Laura basically dares her to come along, and she yeah, does. And she does, and they do drugs. Um, and then right but the the real reason i want to bring up this scene is because it's the way it's shot jacques renault runs it right she approaches jacques renault when they come in and like there's like uh strobe lights the whole room is red and like there's really loud bass and even the way he's talking is exactly like it's in the black lodge yes like exactly yeah I really liked this scene. Yeah. I really liked this scene. Yeah. Because for me, what was important about the scene was the sound design. Yes. And the color. Exactly. So the sound design was this this just it, fucking noise. Well, I think it created... It's the first time that they really explicitly put her in the, like you know, in this basically Black Lodge type room. Right. It's like terrifying. It is terrifying. It's, and it feels awful. Yeah. The whole time that scene's happening, it feels awful. Yeah. And there's, it's flashing lights. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't feel great. Um, and so. And you can see like when Donna starts doing drugs and like basically having sex with people on the table, you can see how much Laura's like. Oh God! Like I've brought her into right, this. and I didn't want to do no, that. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. and then um, so the, she brings Donna home the next morning. Leland comes to picks her up, and they're in a car heading to I guess what's breakfast with Sarah is how Leland said, and mm-hmm. they start getting followed by Philippe Gerard. Yeah, that was so fucking weird. And he pulls off to the side and roll and and, and pulls right. right up next to his window and starts yelling at him. Um, Basically, the, the, the engine starts smelling like it's on fire. And 
he uh, starts to freak out and tells him that he's the one who stole the corn out of the can and that the threat and then like he basically starts chanting at the end of the this at this scene that the thread will be torn right so I guess like some sort of rift the door will be open who knows um, I do have one comment about this scene uh-huh Leland uh, Palmer right. freaks out about yeah. being yelled at in traffic. Yeah. He's like, what kind of world do we live in that people are going to yell at you like that? Right. And the thought I had was, um, has he ever been to Florida? <laughs> because traffic, you get yelled at all the time there. Yeah. I mean, they live in like a smallish town. I yeah. know, but he had a very visceral. Yeah, no, he was like, what mean. kind of world do we live in where people yell at you in traffic? And I was like, I don't know. Well, I feel like that's normal. Well, so the other, so then also in this scene, we happen to get a flashback of Leon, Leland seeing Teresa, Teresa Banks, Banks. Yeah, and it's fucked up. basically he says to her, you know, oh, you've been telling me about the other girls that you know and that you're friends with. Why don't you bring them next time? Let's have a party. So he goes to visit Teresa Banks next time, and it happens to be Renette and Laura. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So First of all, though, can I just say, Renette is hot. Renette, every all the ladies in this movie are beautiful. But she, but like because you always saw her like w- like when she was almost like undying. Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when she was like ha- was up and Same dressed. Actress? Yeah, um, I was like, damn, you look good, Renette. <laughs> every woman in here is beautiful. No, that's true. And all the men are old and gross, except <laughs> for Bobby and James. James. As much as I dislike James, he looked pretty hot in this movie. <laughs> he was pretty sexy. I got it. I got it. I got what was going on with the heartthrobness. Uh, I was like, I don't know if it's the lighting with you right now, but yes. I don't, he just says the worst shit, though. He's terrible he, as a human. You always push away the ones you love. <laughs> Did you read that on a Hallmark card, James? <laughs> I, I do like that Laura at some point is like he's an idiot. Yeah, I do she's too. So many times I love he's like how James, intelligent she is. I love how yeah, often yeah. she just tells James like you're an idiot. And she admits to Donna like John is like James it's great. And Laura's like he's fine. <laughs> 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 R.I.P. That is bitch Laura Palmer. R.I.P. That was great. Um, what else? Um, oh, we're going to get to... Wait, what about Bobby killing people for cocaine? Oh, wait, hold on, no. Oh, well, we <laughs> need to address the fact that when Laura was actually raped by Bob in this scene. Oh, in Jesus. In this movie. Okay, I didn't like the scene. And it's not just awful. because, not just because, you know I don't like watching rape in TV and movies. That's not the only reason I didn't like Laura, this. Well, also but Sarah's drugged in this scene. Sarah's drugged in this that scene. Was, that was more, and then there's the, and then there's the white horse again, which right. she seems to see every time she is drugged. Right. And then she's sleeps, Bob is having sex with her, and then he turns then into he her turns into Leland. Leland. Yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, I mean, I really, really dislike this scene, but immediately when I, my, my initial reaction when I started watching it was why is Laura acting like she kind of enjoys it? Yeah. Like this saying no one doesn't want it, but is having like, but it's been her, is making like sex noises. Yes. And now that I think about it, it's like when you're sexually abused, 
often I'm, I don't know Stockholm syndrome yeah yeah I mean I, I don't know I've never been sexually abused I don't want to speak but that's, to it I'm I mean that's also partially it. I mean but it is you're right like now that I think about it the thing that made me the most uncomfortable is I was like oh god why does she seem like she's enjoying but then this she's terrified. The terrible thing she's also terrified so it is like those two binary yeah it's awful yeah and it's she, fucking awful and she's and she's on drugs she's always on drugs yeah. so she's also like not a part right mind i hated watching yeah it's awful it's awful although i do say to you i say to you that i hate rape in movies and i hate seeing it but i really really hate it when it's gratuitous and it doesn't have a reason and in this movie there was a reason Um, so i kind of like can excuse the existence of it it builds the whole it builds the whole tale laura and so i excuse the existence of it but it's like i still hate watching it yeah it's it's awful it's no it's awful yeah i um uh, oh, basically that part IP Laura Palmer right <laughs> oh god yeah RIP and this is basically um sorry that was a big one this is where mm-hmm. this is where she goes Off to with Bobby. with Bobby yeah and they go to get more drugs and they go to and she's just totally fucked up at this point like she's like he's gonna kill me now she's like he's like it's getting to that point where he's more and more threatening he's getting more and more insane uh things are not good for me i'm gonna die Mm -hmm. um especially now that he he knows that she knows kind of thing it's like they're gonna like she doesn't have much longer much longer yeah and so she does Ask Bobby to get more cocaine. He calls Jacques Renault. They go to the forest. Mm-hmm. And the guy who brings the cocaine takes out a gun. <laughs> Bobby shoots him. And then him. Bobby shoots him and God, blows Bobby's off his such brains. A fucking idiot. Yeah, that was really violent. I didn't like that either. And that was this was the part where I was like, I didn't need to see a guy's exposed brain. I didn't need to see a guy's brain. exposed brain either. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this was the same part where they had the cut in of the like oatmeal? Uh, it might have been after the cream corn. Yeah. That's at the end of That's the at movie. The end. Okay, okay. Um, so Laura, her laugh, Laura's, and cream corn. Laura's just laughing in this scene hysterically. Oh my god, Laura. Uh, R.I.P. She yeah. yeah. She goes home. Um, you know, goes to bed, lays down. Mm-hmm. She. Then uh, d- does more drugs, you know, does more drinks, writing in the, writing in her diary. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the on her last day, mm-hmm. the next day, she you just is like wallowing around the whole fucking town. And she goes home at the end of the day, does drugs, does her usual Laura thing, calls James, goes, gets on the bike with James, and they say go... Essentially, she's saying her goodbyes to him. Yeah. And it's like, just... He's like the good guy in this movie. He's a good guy in the whole show, really. That's but true. Yeah, That's like, true. Yeah. yeah. He is really, like, hamming it up in this fucking movie. Yeah. And so she... Um, what did, she, what did she do? Oh, so they go in the forest and say their goodbyes. This is the scene basically where James says that she was riding down the highway. They were leaving the forest and she mm-hmm. jumps off the motorcycle, mm-hmm. runs in mm-hmm. and meets Leo, Renette and Jacques. Right. Where they go to the forest and have a gangbang. Right. And Leland follows her and them there. 
And that's where Laura's final moments uh, begin. Well, yeah, he takes her off to the train car. Takes her to the train car. With Renette. With Renette. They tie tie her up. Well, she's been tied up already by, uh, what's his face? I think she, yeah, or she gets tied up. I don't know what, yeah, exactly. And there's the bird. It's basically like the lead up to the beginning of the show. And, and to her going to the Black Lodge. Yeah. Um. Lots of stuff happens here. How do you feel about the ending? Right? We're at the ending. She's been murdered. We kind of know how she's been murdered because we've watched her show. Now she's in the Black Lodge. Right. So um, I, I, you mean like how she's murdered? Like kind of we the, know how, that's, how she's murdered. We've watched the show. Right. But I, I, mean, I mean, I just mean like the scene of it itself. I, I don't think there's anything to say about we like we like Leland right. murders her. Right. He doesn't. He almost murders Renette. Then she. Well, the ring gets thrown into the train car. She puts it on. Renette gets saved. Right. Um, and then she's in the Black Lodge with, right. with Cooper. Right. So is that what you're asking? That ending? The Black Lodge part? The end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think it fills in all the holes. What do you... Of like how... Of like... The, I mean, if we were truly just investigating who killed... Like to begin with. To begin with the whole show. No, no, no. I just mean, what do you think... Uh, what do you think the message like she's in the black lodge with Cooper and then what is she she watches something happening she sees an angel she sees an angel right and there's this really long sequence of zoom in and zoom out on the angel right and she starts like crying and laughing and she's really happy so is it just that like she's finally happy to be dead or probably yeah I mean, even I don't the, know. I'm even asking in the black, you. Even in the Black Lodge, that's probably a better existence for Laura than, than, than reality. Than reality. <laughs> yeah. I would say. I mean, she gets to hang out with Cooper forever. Yeah. And it looks like good Cooper. It is good Cooper. Okay. I know we talked about the uncomfortable scene, uh, the, 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 the red scene with Jacques Renault and Laura right. and Donna and whatever. Right. Um, and that was uncomfortable and it is terrible because they're high school girls. But does Canada have punk rock sex parties? Because if they do, we need to go on a vacation. <laughs> because I would have a great time at a punk rock sex party. I think that, I mean, as long as still, it is all consensual. Is this in Canada? Yeah, I guess. It, Canada. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Canada looks way more fun than they make it seem. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, would definitely, I don't want to... I would, no, I would definitely go to that bar. Cool. I don't want to, like, abuse <laughs> and exploit young, abused girls, but I'm just saying you and I might have a really great time there. If there was a whole bunch of consenting adults at that bar, right. I would More, have a same great consenting, time. like, non-drugged up adults. <laughs> right. We would have fun, because the music was kind of cool. Right. That girl dancing and stripping, she was, like, hot. hot. Yeah, and also, like, I'm into, like, being in a, 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 a room that's over, like, too much stimulation for a couple hours. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It puts you, like, it kind of gets you drugged up without the drugs. I, like, I had a moment where I was like, this looks like a good time, and then I remembered all the other stuff, and then I was like, oh, this is terrible. But there was a moment where I was like, ooh, I'd go to this party. I'll bet this party's going on in Bushwick. <laughs> I was just like, what, what are we doing later? Anyway. How do we get there? How do I get there? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, 
So we know that this movie is really important for the return of the series. That's cool. I'm into that. It's like, I, I, it did give me a lot of information about the series. And I think sure. it gives you a lot more information about Bob. Yeah, I did. I understand Bob more. Yeah, I understand like I Lorna more. R.I.P. I don't know. I just, I think it's great. I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's definitely canon. Like I liked the movie. I'm glad we watched it. I don't think it's a masterpiece. No, no, no. that's my own thing. I don't think anyone thinks it's a masterpiece. Some people do. But I think it was definitely, uh, it's important and important. Yeah. It's important to the story. Well, guys, we had a lot of opinions. I think we should say though, I think we should say Mm -hmm. real quick. Mm hmm. Who was your... What do you think Cooper was writing in this memo calculator? In this movie? What was Cooper writing in his memo calculator? We should say these are questions we ask at the end of every episode of There Will Be Drinking to Recaps Twin Peaks. Yes. For listeners who are joining us from our mothership. Just a little housekeeping there. Yes. Um, Cooper was writing in his memo calculator that... Guy who Astro projected in with the white hair and the southern accent who looks like he might be British. <laughs> he looks like a good time. I want to hang out with him. Um, I really loved Chet Desmond. That's what you think Cooper was writing in? Sorry. <laughs> that he was in love with... Do you think Chet was <laughs> Cooper's boyfriend before he met Truman? It's possible. <laughs> All right, good to know. I I think you're right because it seemed like Chet and Kiefer had a thing, and Kiefer is definitely a Cooper. <laughs> so no, no, no. Uh, Cooper is the is the Chet Desmond. Kiefer no, but I is the Albert Rosenfeld. Personal personality wise, Kiefer Sutherland seemed more like Cooper than he did like Albert. Uh, fair enough. Um. So you think that they had a love affair, Chet Desmond and <laughs> no. Cooper? I was skipping, skipping questions in my head. Oh, I thought of an answer. <laughs> so you're living life like a David Lynch film, is what you're doing. You're just skipping and yeah. answering questions. I'm time traveling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you're an adult woman, you can do this. It's really hard. What was Cooper writing in his memo calculator? Cooper was writing in his memo calculator the recipe for fire stumble with me. Yeah, I think so, too. I agree with you. <laughs> That's I what he was doing. Uh, who's your favorite minor character? Stop it. Chad Desmond. <laughs> oh, here we are. Um, my f- this singer and that Julie Cruz at that, that nope the other one, the dancer maybe at this the sex club oh the there. the naked the one getting naked yeah she had great hair yeah she did she have great phenomenal hair. hair she did have great hair I was in there I think she was singing too maybe not I don't know um what else what else do we ask usually we ask where's Bob uh, sweeping proclamations. Oh, sweeping proclamations. I guess we should make a proclamation at the new premiere because that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, go for it. Um, God, I don't even know where to go. <sighs> do you think that? I think Co- I think Cooper probably left town because that's your sweeping proclamation. So wait, so um, listen. <laughs> 
so I think Cooper probably left town um, because something happened to Annie. It was too difficult for him to stay there. And so he left and has been investigating other types of these murders, has been totally normal his whole life. Nothing's been going on. Uh-huh. But there's a reason he has to return to Twin Peaks uh-huh. and fucking all hell breaks loose with, with Cooper. Okay. Things start, bad stuff starts happening around him. Mm-hmm. Weird shit. Okay. I'm with that. Okay. I'm on board with that. That's my sweeping proclamation. My sweeping proclamation is that um, Audrey had a bunch of babies with Billy Zane. Interesting. I also think she's going to be disabled. Whoa, why? Because of the bomb in the bank. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about the bomb. Disabled like Donna's mom. Like Donna's mom. Blind. Yeah, something. Something's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I forgot all about the bomb in the bank. Yeah, then the other two questions we asked are not appropriate here. Where did this episode jump the shark? It didn't. It's because it's a movie. But you could. Was there anything crazy for you? No, not at all. Yeah. Nothing was too crazy for it me. It was all, yeah, there wasn't anything that seemed out of place, really. And other than just the general out of placeness that is the way it's exists. put together. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, where's Bob? But Bob was well established in, in, in Leland. Leland. Yeah. The whole time. Hanging out. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This movie was not as fun as the episodes. No. I, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just, it wasn't well, fun. You, when you don't get that... That sweet, sweet Cooper Truman love. There wasn't as much humor. Yeah. No, there's no humor. There was no humor in this movie. Yeah. It was just depressing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The new show. I yeah. am too. I'm really looking forward it's to gonna it. It's going to come out every Wednesday, guys. Our recaps will be out every Wednesday. And our Mothership podcast where we just talk about stuff that doesn't have to do with Twin Peaks, but we're probably going to do, what are we doing? Wonder Woman. Yep. We're doing the new Guardians movie, probably. <laughs> we're doing, um, we're going to do Meredith and I's favorite movies. Yes. Where we review each other's movies. Yes. Um, we're going to have guests on. We're going to have comedians on, bartenders, friends of ours who are willing to hang out with us, set designers. Who else are fucking people? Do we have set designers? Isn't Sophia a set designer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you name it, we'll figure we out a way to you. have it on here. Because this is there we'll be drinking with Kate and Murda. Yes. Follow us on all the things, guys. We are on our website, mostly. Yeah, there will be drinking podcast.com. I think that's the most important one. You go there and yeah, you figure you it all out. Yeah, you go there and you figure out the rest of it. You can maybe go on Facebook because you want to watch our Facebook Live. But newsflash, our Facebook Live is also on our website and on our YouTube. Basically, just look up there will be drinking. And you'll find us. And you'll find us. If you go on your iTunes or your Google Play or your Stitcher and you look up there will be drinking, we're there. We're not hiding. We're there for you. <laughs> we're not hiding. Also, um... um we got to wrap this up like now because I'm going to die. So, uh, I think we should just say pie up your life. Pie up your life guys. And have a damn, and have a damn good, good cup, cup of coffee. coffee.